It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Uh, man, Rich, am I fired up today? What about you? Well, yes, I'm. <laughs> I'm glad to see this fire in your eyes. <laughs> we have a great time together. I, maybe, maybe I'm a little younger than I was last week or maybe. something. I don't know, but I'll tell you this. When the battle is raging, it ought to get everybody's attention. My goodness, yes. And my word, the world is in turmoil, isn't it? It sure is. We're going to talk about that. This will be a different program today. And, you know, we're going to mention Abraham Lincoln several times in the course of this program. First of all, remember, Abraham Lincoln was a Republican, but he hated slavery. And if you know anything about your history and anything about Abraham Lincoln's history from the time he was very, very young. That was always something he did not like. He knew it was wrong. And to that he was committed one way or the other. Now listen, he said, and I'm quoting directly, nearly all men can stand adversity. But if you want to test a man's character, give him power. And I'll tell you, Rich, the thing that those that are in the government now too often, they want power over the people. The whole idea of being a public servant has kind of been erased from their mind or their expectation. And we are not individually just a number. We are not just a number. We are men and women and United States of America citizens. Listen to this song. I've got a number on my house, a number on my phone. My mailbox has my street number on. My social security ends in three, four. The stock market's higher than it's been before. You're not just a number, you're a name. One of the reasons why Jesus came He named every star He knows who you are You're not just a number You're a name How much money do I make? I don't like the sound The back of my car There's a tag number found At the grocery store Scan a barcode, but when my name is called To heaven I'll go You're not just a number, you're a name You're one of the reasons why Jesus came He named every star, he knows who you are You're not just a number, you're a name You're not just a number, you're a name one of the reasons why Jesus came He named every star, He knows who you are You're not just a number, you're a name No, you're not just a number, you're a name <laughs> That's a oh, good reminder love that? Yes. Don't you love that? Love uh, it You know, if you're in a group of people or something and someone says, hey you No, 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 no that's not good form, folks Know the person's name Know the person's name. Don't treat any individual as 
one of the many. I love in song, Jesus doesn't call our number, he calls yeah. our name. Well, now, national religious broadcasters are having their annual convention uh, just in a few days. That's right. Uh, this will be my 60th. Yes, and it'll be in Nashville. And it'll be in Nashville, Tennessee, my 60th, because this is the 60th year of Bot Radio Network. Right. And National Religious Broadcasters, folks, is not an organization. Now, listen to me. It's an association. And there's a difference between those two words. An organization is something quite different than just associating with each other. Well, it's an it's an association of member organizations. Of member organizations. Wait a minute now. Yeah. And they come together to share, to learn, to inspire, to find out. And uh, history is really, really wonderful thing. Now, when Ronald Reagan was president, matter of fact, I think I think Jimmy Carter spoke also and others, but when Ronald Reagan was president, he spoke at NRB several times, and uh, there was one speech that he gave that I want our listeners to listen to. Folks, How? Uh, what year was this? This Rick? was back in 1984. And I was on the platform, I remember, with the board of directors, that sort of thing, but it didn't seem as as unusual as it would now because our society has drifted downhill so seriously. But here you had the president of the United States. And by the way, can I say that the media, the mainstream media, or the Hollywood crowd, or all of that, you know who I mean, folks, they didn't like Ronald Reagan one bit for the same reasons, really, if you make them tell the truth, that they didn't like Donald Trump. There's a man who kept his promises and put America first because we are all American citizens, and each and every one of us are not just a number. But listen to what Ronald Reagan said. What year was uh, that, Rich? Oh, 1984, and he stood up for life. Well, I mean, hey, listen, folks, I want you to turn your radio up and catch every part of this. This will thrill your socks off. Mm -hmm. Every issue, everything he said, you're going to say, wow, listen to this. Abraham Lincoln called the Bible the best gift God has given to man. But for it, he said, we wouldn't know right from wrong. Like that image of George Washington kneeling in prayer in the snow at Valley Forge. Lincoln described a people who knew it was not enough to depend on their own courage and goodness. They must also look to God, their Father and Preserver. And their faith to walk with Him and trust in His Word brought them the blessings of comfort, power, and peace that they sought. The touch of their faith has been passed from generation to generation. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. More and more Americans believe that loving God in their hearts is the ultimate value. I was pleased last year to proclaim 1983, the year of the Bible. But you know, a group called 
the ACLU severely criticized me for doing that. Well, I wear their indictment like a badge of honor. Last year, not only were Year of the Bible activities held in every state, but more than 25 states and 500 cities issued their own Year of the Bible proclamations. One school teacher, Mary Gibson in New York, raised $4,000 to buy Bibles for working people in downtown Manhattan. 1983 was the year more of us read the good book. Can we make a resolution here today that 1984 will be the year we put its great truths into action. My experience in this office I hold has only deepened a belief I've held for many years. Within the covers of that single book are all the answers to all the problems that face us today if we'd only read and believe. That's Let's begin at the beginning. God is the center of our lives. The human family stands at the center of society. And our greatest hope for the future is in the faces of our children. 7,000 Poles recently came to the christening of Maria Victoria Walesa, daughter of Danuta and Lech Walesa, to express their belief that solidarity of the family remains the foundation of freedom. God's most blessed gift to his family is the gift of life. He sent us the Prince of Peace as a babe in a manger. I've said that we must be cautious in claiming God is on our side. I think the real question we must answer is, are we on his side? I know what I'm about to say now is controversial, but I have to say it. This nation cannot continue turning a blind eye and a deaf ear to the taking of some 4,000 unborn children's lives every day. That's one every 21 seconds. One every 21 seconds. We cannot pretend that America is preserving her first and highest ideal, the belief that each life is sacred when we've permitted the deaths of 15 million helpless innocents since the Roe versus Wade decision. 15 million children who will never laugh, never sing, never know the joy of human love, will never strive to heal the sick, or feed the poor, or make peace among nations. Abortion has denied them the first most and most basic of human rights. We are all infinitely poorer for their loss. There's another grim truth we should face up to. Medical science doctors confirm that when the lives of the unborn are snuffed out, they often feel pain, pain that is long and agonizing. This nation fought a terrible war so that black Americans would be guaranteed their God-given rights. Abraham Lincoln recognized that we could not survive as a free land when some could decide whether others should be free or slaves. Well, today, another question begs to be asked. How can we survive as a free nation when some decide that others are not fit to live and should be done away with? I believe no challenge is more important to the character of America than restoring the right to life 
to all human beings. Without that right, no other rights have meaning. Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. I will continue to support every effort to restore that protection, including the Hyde-Jepson Respect Life Bill. I've asked for your all-out commitment, for the mighty power of your prayers, so that together we can convince our fellow countrymen that America should, can, and will preserve God's greatest gift. Let us encourage those among us who are trying to provide positive alternatives to abortion. Groups like Mom's House, House of His Creation in Pennsylvania, Jim McKee's Save a Life in Texas, which I mentioned to you last year, begun as a response to the call of a conscience. Save a Life has become a crisis counseling center and saved 22 children since it was founded in 1981. I think we are making progress in upholding the sanctity of life of infants born with physical or mental handicaps. The Department of Health and Human Services has now published final regulations to address such cases as Baby Doe in Bloomington. That child was denied life-saving surgery and starved to death because he had Down syndrome and some people didn't think his life would be worth living. Not too long ago, I was privileged to meet in the Oval Office a charming little girl tiny little girl filled with the joy of living. She was on crutches, but she swims, she rides horseback, and her smile steals your heart. She was born with the same defects as those baby does who have been denied the right to life. To see her, to see the love on the faces of her parents and their joy in her was the answer to this particular question. Secretary Heckler and Surgeon General Coop deserve credit for designing regulations providing basic protections to the least among us. And the American Academy of Pediatrics and the National Association of Children's Hospitals have now affirmed a person's mental or physical handicap must not be the basis for deciding to withhold medical treatment. But as members of God's family, we share another, and that is helping to build a foundation of faith and knowledge to prepare our children for the challenges of life. Train up a child in the way he should go, Solomon wrote, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. If we're to meet the challenge of educating for the space age, of opening eyes and minds to treasures of literature, music, and poetry, and of teaching values of faith, courage, responsibility, kindness, and love, then we must meet these challenges as one people, and parents must take the lead, and I believe they are. I know one thing I'm sure most of us agree on. God's source of all knowledge should never have been expelled from our children's classrooms. <clears throat> the great majority of our people support voluntary prayer in schools. We hear of courses where courts say it is dangerous to allow students to meet in Bible study or prayer clubs. And then there was the case of that kindergarten class that was reciting a verse. They said, we thank you for the flowers so sweet. We thank you for the food we eat. We thank you for the birds that sing. We thank you, God, for everything. A court of appeals ordered them to stop. They were supposedly violating the Constitution of the United States. 
Well, Teddy Roosevelt told us, the American people are slow to wrath, but when their wrath is once kindled, it burns like a consuming flame. I think Americans are getting angry. I think they have a message, and Congress better listen. We are a government of, by, and for the people, and people want a constitutional amendment making it unequivocally clear our children can hold voluntary prayer in every school across this land. During the last decade, we've seen people's commitment to religious liberty expressed by the establishment of thousands of new religious schools. These schools were built with the sacrifices of parents determined to provide a quality education for their children in an environment that permits traditional values to flourish. Now, I believe that some of you have met with my advisors to discuss the situation of religious schools in Nebraska. We have all seen news accounts of the jailing of a minister, the padlocking of a church, and the continuing imprisonment of fathers of students. This issue of religious liberty has arisen in other states. The question is how to find a balance between assuring quality of education and preserving freedom for churches and parents who want their schools to reflect their faith. Let us continue reaching out, renewing our spirit of friendship, community service, and caring for each other, a spirit that flows like a deep and powerful river through the history of our nation. I made a point last year which some of our critics jumped on, but I believe it has merit. Government bureaucracies spend billions for problems related to drugs, alcoholism, and disease. How much of that money could we save? How much better off might Americans be if all of us tried a little harder to live by the Ten Commandments and the Golden Rule? I've, I've been told that since the beginning of civilization, millions and millions of laws have been written. I've even heard someone suggest it was as many as several billion. And yet taken all together, all those millions and millions of laws have not improved on the Ten Commandments one bit. Look at projects like CBN's Operation Blessing, Moody Bible Institute's Open Line radio program, and the work of Dr. E.V. Hill of Mount Zion Baptist Church in Los Angeles. They show us that America is more than just government on the one hand and helpless individuals on the other. They show us that lives are saved, people are reborn, and yes, dreams come true when we heed the voice of the Spirit, minister to the needy, and glorify God. That is the stuff of which miracles are made. Our mission... Our mission stretches far beyond our borders. God's family knows no borders. In your life, you face daily trials, but millions of believers in other lands face far worse. They are mocked and persecuted for the crime of loving God. To every religious dissident trapped in that cold, cruel existence, we send our love and support. Our message, you are not alone. You are not forgotten. Do not lose your faith and hope. 
because someday you too will be free. If the Lord, if the Lord is our light, our strength, and our salvation, whom shall we fear? Of whom shall we be afraid? No matter where we live, we have a promise that can make all the difference. A promise from Jesus to soothe our sorrows, heal our hearts, and drive away our fears. He promised there will never be a dark night that does not end. Our weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. He promised if our hearts are true, his love will be as sure as sunlight. And by dying for us, Jesus showed how far our love should be ready to go. All the way. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We all can I'm a little self-conscious because I know very well you all could recite that verse to me. Uh, helping each other, believing in him, we need never be afraid. We will be part of something far more powerful, enduring, and good than all the forces here on earth. We will be a part of paradise. May God keep you always, and may you always keep God. Thank you very much. Uh, ladies and gentlemen in the audience right now, um, you may have tuned in and you say, well, who was that? Who was that? What's this all about? That was a speech that then-President Ronald Reagan gave at the National Religious Broadcaster Convention. Uh, there were about 4,000 people there, Rich. What year was that? In 1984. In 1984. Isn't that a contrast to the mess that we have today? By discounting the freedom of religion, by taking prayer out of a school, voluntary, by the way, let's get that straight, and everything else that you know has happened in our society since. It was 38 this years is what ago. We've got. Now, the thing is, folks, everybody is not a Christian. We know that. We understand that freedom allows people to be who they are. It's freedom in America when you are a United States citizen, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of dialogue and debate and, and everything else. But that salvation is available for everyone. Now, Charlie Rich, uh, he recorded something that has meant a lot to me over the many, many years because it talks about the difference in people in America, the difference in people to be Americans. Listen to this. You know, in the bayous of Louisiana, Cowboy Payton, that's what the Cajuns say. And in New York's Little Italy, Que Bella Terra, that's how they say it. And in the beer halls of Milwaukee, you'll hear the words, Vishen Daslan. 
And it's Que lindo país That's what you'll hear him say Along the border Down by the Rio Grande You know there's a lot of ways to say it And it's a privilege to play it Cause a lot of good people earned it And this is how I learned it You're beautiful For spacious skies For amber waves of grain For purple mountain Majesties So many of our people, so many of our listeners, to the complete story, they love the words of Paul Harvey, because Paul Harvey also spoke truth. Listen to what he said. Let us nonetheless, with the conscience of reasonable men, preserve and protect and defend this last great green and precious place on earth against all its enemies, foreign and domestic. So help us God. If only because so many people you never knew have broken their hearts to get it and to keep it for you. Amen. That's oh, so amen. poignant, it, especially do, now. Do we have time for a listener comment? Yes, but I just want to say this oh, especially wait. important to recognize the people in Ukraine that are fighting for their freedoms now. We need to be sure to pray for them. Isn't that the truth? Yes. Listen to this. I'm calling about your radio station, and I absolutely love it. I, it's my lifeline. It's like goes on in the morning and doesn't go off until I go to bed. I listen to it all day long. You have a blessed day. Thank you. Rich, what's the listener comment line? The listener comment line, 1-800-345-2621. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> 1-800-345-2621. This is Dick Bott with my son Rich in the studio for The Complete Story, and we'll see you later. <laughs> 